new book from the Institute of Research on Public Policy calls for fixing the shortcomings in Canada's social safety net. To look at what can be done, the best path toward it, if not a basic guaranteed income, then what? We're joined by one of the co-authors, Lindsay Teds, University of Calgary economist. Good morning to you, Lindsay. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. So in, in the introduction, I said, if not a basic guaranteed income, then what? And we've talked a lot about guaranteed income. What would be a better solution than that? Well, it's about understanding, you know, there's a reason why we have about 200 programs that are targeted at helping people um, during various times of need. And that's because needs of people are complex and no one thing is going to be able to um, do the, do with the, all the heavy lifting that needs to be done. And so really what you have to do is, is make sure that you understand, you know, what is it that people need, what can help improve their lives, and have a suite of programs that is able to intervene with the right program at the right time. And so that includes things like labor market re- reform, um, public services, expanding broadband, making um, income assistance uh, much, much less stigmatizing, uh, and, and so forth. So it's, it's, it's really about understanding that different people need different things and to make sure you have the right thing available when they need it. So, Lindsay, this new book from the Institute for Research on Public Policy uh, outlines directions. What did you find? What, is, what does the book show? Well, so the book is the outcome of a, um, a major study that we did in British Columbia in 2018. Uh, the authors were appointed to a panel, um, an expert panel, to look at basic income. And we studied it for about two and a half years. And uh, this book is bringing together all of the things that we learned over that real deep dive in, into the system. Um, and so, you know, there are, there is some focus on British Columbia, but we make sure we take a look at the whole um, the whole landscape uh, across Canada, including into the territories. And what we're really doing is making sure that we're using evidence and evidence-informed interventions um, to to address different problems. And so, like, one of the things that's unique about um, British Columbia is, of course, they had the highway of tears. Cash transfers isn't going to solve that problem, but public services like public transit is going to solve that kind of problem. So it, it really is about making sure that, that you, you really understand these issues and, and use public financing um, to, to really make sure that you're, you're really helping the people with the services they need. You mentioned a couple of minutes ago, uh, Ms. Ted's, about the fact that there's complexity surrounding Canada's social safety net, complexities, because it's not a one-size-fits-all. However, yes, there will be those critics who come forth and say, basic income is the answer. So what's, what is your, your greatest response to those critics, this most straightforward response to the critics that say basic income is the easiest path? Well, basic income is nothing more than a cash transfer. I mean, it's just a certain kind of form of, um, of, of a way of providing cash to individuals. Um, but it comes with all of the same problems that our existing trans- cash transfers um, come with, right? You have to adjudicate, you have to figure out how much, you have to 
or are you going to claw it back or tax it back? And more importantly, how are you going to find the 20 to 30 percent of the most vulnerable population who doesn't file their taxes? And they don't file their taxes because they don't have to. Um, and But the, the tax system is how we deliver all of these cash transfers. So um, it, 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 to say that there's like this sweeping magic bullet that that, that entire um, uh, hundreds of experts have just ignored in terms of trying to um, address issues such as poverty uh, is just it's very it's a very naive perspective, and uh, it's amazing how quickly you can design a. a uh, so-called basic income that is really nothing more than our existing income support systems, which is exactly what Quebec has done. They call it a basic income. It's just income assistance reform. Uh, the book is called Basic Income and a Just Society, Policy Choices for Canada's Social Safety Net. So in your view then, for policymakers to move forward and implement some of the reforms outlined in the book, what need to be the next steps, do you think? Well, I, I think a really important next step is, um, you know, labor market reform. We have we learned a lot in in the pandemic, and one of the things that um, is overlooked is what what are called fissured workplaces. So, if if you think about um, the pandemic and the workers in long term care homes, one of the things that we learned is most of these people are actually working two or three jobs because the long-term care homes won't employ them full-time because they don't want to pay benefits. Um, that's just not an appropriate uh, approach to, you know, establishing a care economy when we need it most, when, when we're aging. Um, and so that, that is one of the really uh, important things that we, we need to address. Another thing that we recommend is moving forward with what we call a common benefits platform. As soon as a person enters into the system and applies for one program, they should in fact be auto-assessed for all programs that they could be available to. And there are countries in Europe, uh, Estonia is the world leader in this, that already has these systems in place and it's been doing wonders in, in those countries. You mentioned Estonia. Other countries have it, right? So, so why aren't we leaning more on models that have had success? Why aren't we adopting some of these methods? Well, I, I think that's an excellent question. I think one of the issues is, of course, our, our, our federalist approach. We have municipal governments, provincial governments, territorial governments, the federal government. They're all providing um, uh, services. Not only do they not talk across um, levels of government, but even programs that are in one government department, they don't often know about uh, uh, other programs in other government departments. Um, so it's 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 really about um, you know getting breaking down those silos uh, and thinking about how can we use the information that we have uh, in order to get these programs to people. So it, it, it's just a matter of understanding the issues and then investing in the technology and the platforms that would allow us to do it. Thank you so much for joining in the conversation this morning. Appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Thanks. Lindsay Teds is a University of Calgary economist.